So what happened when I when I got introduced to non-duality and my view of non-duality is is that it's the meaning is not two. Yeah? So there's never a non-duality meaning. It's impossible. But there's really duality meaning. So you speak about duality, you, sh- you talk about what you're not, you share about what you're not, and in recognizing what you're not, you'll get a sense of what you are. Instead of starting from what you're not, trying to find out what you are, there's a negation of what you're not. And many of us have gone the, the, the uh, formal one. We, we believed we were Paul or whatever, and this was a valid starting point. Because how could it not be? It was tons of history backing it up and constant thoughts. And, and then we would leave from here with the hopes of maybe finding our authentic self or the largest self or the supreme self. But it was basically, you're here and you're going to do and have yourself into another condition over there. But because it's over there, it obviously isn't here. Yeah? Or why would you be trying to do all this stuff to get over there? So the over there sounds a lot better than the here that you're starting from. And a lot of us have done that either in a little manner or a large manner, and it's in a sense a failed system on this one topic. I mean, if you wanted a, to get a good latte, you could do and have yourself to get a good latte. You could find, look up at Yelp and find this and make sure how much foam they use and da 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 and then go there and have the latte. Or, you know, you want a jacket, you look up what's on sale, go and get the jacket. But you can't apply that same strategy to what you are because you're that. Everything else that you've been looking for hasn't been you and maybe you'll find it. But if you attempt to look for you, that's the blindness. So you're going to be blind to you are what's looking by looking for it. So this is the certain... It's like if you ever had a lock and it had like four backup locks. So let's say one lock is you seem to be in an untenable situation. Even though your circumstances and everything's fine, you can't seem to enjoy it. Your head is always in yesterday and tomorrow. I mean, you planned two years to go to Hawaii. You get to Hawaii and all you think about is the job back in New Jersey. So, you know, it's never seemingly... You're never really there to milk the fucking moment cow, so to speak. So, And so... We're all, we're all so there's a there's an impetus or a drive to get some relief. Yeah. So and that's a that's like a natural reaction. But then the getting the relief, how you do that is another lock. So you'll even get locked in more to the that thing you wanna escape from by trying to escape from it. See? And it would make no why would that be the case? Why can't I just be who I am, and then get a better who I am. Yeah, well, you can, temporarily. But, so that second thing is, okay, so I want to get out of something, but if I try to get out of something, it's reinforcing the idea I'm in something. So what does one do? You're left up, you're left with a, a system that's based on doing and having, and now it can't be applied, yeah? So a lot of people either suddenly or obviously, there's no people, but a lot of the minds will now try to use doing having to become a non-self, but they want to be a self being a non-self, yeah? 
So now they want to have an experience of not being them, but they want to be there to have the experience. Yeah? Which is like, that doesn't work either. And that's very tenacious, very stubborn. It's going to keep applying. It's going to keep writing itself into the script. I know I've got something to do with this. I know I can shut it off or make it brighter. I know it. I'm positive of it. And so they'll have it happen. But the beautiful thing about this message, it never budges. There's no, oh, okay. There's a great old story. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's supposedly about Ramana. And Ramana Maharshi, and he had all these people that had been with him for quite a while, and they were, they were hanging out together, and they, they asked Ramana, hey, Ramana, do, do you believe we could start teaching? And he says, oh, yeah, you can all start teaching, but I wouldn't recommend it. And they were like a little, but why, why? He says, because of compassion. And they go, what do you mean? He says, well, you'll be out of talk, and you'll feel compassion for the people, and you'll dilute the message. Yeah? You'll make it a little more applicable to where they are, instead of basically just staying in what's so, in a sense. Yeah? Because of compassion. You'll feel, oh, I'm sorry for these people. So, okay. Let's da 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 But you'll dilute the message. So I don't recommend being a teacher. That's a beautiful, beautiful statement. Yeah? So, if you don't like us here, we're very unorganized and not very popular. So, it's very, very good. Very great advantage because we can't, we're not swayed to make it something to keep everyone happy. Yeah? <laughs> because it's not that much of everyone. It's a very small amount. And really, I'm very clear my job is to be obsolete. Really, so I do the best I can. <laughs> Racing to obsoleteness. <laughs> In other words, I don't want to milk you. I don't. I could care less. You know, <laughs> my job is just to offer the information, and then it's out of my jurisdiction. So, so in a way. And I found over years of this coming through, it's so beautifully pristine because if you keep offering nothing, it's going to be it's going to be seen as incredibly something, even if it's just with you or with a co- one other. It doesn't even matter. But the nothing is the gift that will keep on giving. Yeah? The nothing is what's always going to be available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary to meet it, because you're so past the point of meeting it, you are it. Yeah? So, and if the nothing can just keep getting applied, so everyone comes here with nothing, they leave with nothing, they get nothing. Yeah? <laughs> After a while, that nothing, I'm telling you, is going to be... It's, it's just the gift that keeps on gifting because nothing never runs out. <laughs> There's no quantity of nothing. There's no frills on nothing. There's no You can't put a bow on nothing. It's sort of like the desert tortoise and then the, and the coyote. The coyote wants to get some of that tur- t- tortoise meat, but it can't get into the shell. And after about a minute or two of trying, it just loses interest. That's what happens. So the mental state loses interest in mind. Yeah? And losing interest in mind from the mental state in this way is actually it. Yeah? It's not having a huge amount of interest. It's losing all the interest you have in everything. And then the interest gets basically, instead of like a, 
like a, you know, when you have a hose and you have one of those nozzles and you can make it really fine, instead of having all your interest at all times and attention being being uh, focused and directed by the mental state through seeking, it's now dispersed and it's like a big mist in a way you're sitting in. That's the presence. Yeah, The presence isn't something that becomes available, it's always available, but our interest and attention isn't picking it up because our interest and intention is being directed by the mental state. And sometimes it's being directed to find, in, find the presence. So by looking for the presence, you miss the presence. That's the dilemma here. Yeah. This way of looking called self-centeredness is blind to the seeing. It's blind to it. If you keep on attempting to try to find it with this, you're going to be lost, seemingly. You're not lost because at all times, what's looking is what you're looking for, but not as to who you think is looking for. Yeah. It's different. It's just a slight difference, but that slight difference reverberates because you're at the beginning of the chain, so to speak. Yeah? That, it's like you're at the first knot. If the first knot is loosened, it has a thread that runs through everything else, all the other aspects of living, and then there'll be a loosening of the whole row of knots. If you focus, if you miss the first knot and you're concentrated on loosening the fourth knot, the loosening of the fourth knot only strengthens the first knot. The loosening of, oh, I'm going to get much better in this area, that area, yes, but in a sense, that loosening is contracting the first knot. So now, maybe you work so hard for peace of mind, but you can't enjoy peace of mind, because your head is still in time, and so if you're feeling peace now, your head's worried, will I be feeling peace tomorrow? So there goes the seeming peace. It's all conditional once again on you. But if, condi- if, the peace, if the condition of peace is actually your condition, then it stabilizes. Because your condition is always here. Until it ain't. And if when it ain't, you won't even care. Yes. So, it, it has to be what you are to be valuable here. It can't be something that what you are gets... Because if it gets it, it can, it will, it will, the idea and the possibility of losing it will hatch. Yes? It's just, you cannot get out of what you seemingly are in. You have to see you're not in it. If you keep trying to get out of it, that's being in it. Yeah. If you hear this, like entertaining isn't, has no commas or periods. Something gets introduced and mind reverberates around it. And so there's an expansion in mind, but mind doesn't expand. There's an expansion in mind, and when the mind expands, it reverberates, and you'll see it doesn't hit anything ever. It goes on and 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 on. That's what we're like. It's like throwing a, a stone into a very deep well and there's never a sound. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. That's what happens when there's a realization of mind in mind. It just reverberates the extent of what mind truly is, which is totally unfathomable and unknowable because you're being it. How can you know something that you are? You can only be it. A 
and then there's rest while talking, there's rest while acting, there's rest, there's rest. You may not look like you're at rest, but there's a rest because you're now a, you have, you're attuned to a quality that has never come and gone. It's like the fish, it finally dawns on it, it's in the water. That is, it's, it's an appearance in the context of the water. It doesn't have to realize that, that by getting pulled out of it and thrown on a deck of a boat and flipping out. It can realize it while it's in the water. And have, instead of having to have a rude awakening by being pulled out of the water. Yeah. This is the easiest softer way, because it's not a way. So you hear it, mind entertains. You come back, mind entertains. And then you see it. The joy of mind is it's entertaining itself in a sense, yeah? It finally meets its match. See, right now, all of us are miracle workers. We're working miracles all day. We're making shit out of nothing all day. I mean, we're way past Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ brought back Lazarus, but he at least was alive at one time. We're making shit out of nothing. We're like, we're producing diseases that we haven't had. We're doing tons of shit all day. And no no one's like sitting and marveled at it. We're just, you can't, it's amazing that now they're finally realized, hey, we're living in a fact-free world. Exactly. This is dreaming. It's never been a fucking fact. The only fact is that it's dreaming. So everyone's, oh, it's a fact-free world. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not how you are seeing it. You're just one of the dreamt. You're the dreamt thinking you have the quality of being the dreaming, but you don't as the dreamt. Yeah, the dreamt is di- is totally, totally, totally defined by it being dreamt. Yeah, it has a mortality fear, this and that, that or that, because it knows it's going to end. And it's trying to put it off by the next purchase or the next this or the next that. It's trying to be, stop this ride and point out how, oh, I am so something. <laughs> but it's going to end, yeah? So we're making shit out of nothing. And so if the thought system is your definite GPS, you're only going to be able to see things from afar. And, you, and all you're going to do is at that point, the observation is going to distort what's observed. We're going to give everything all the meaning it has. What would happen if... See, people want to... Some people talked to me last night. Oh, I've got to stop judging. The fucking thing is, just realize you're not the judger. Because you're not going to stop judging. Your mental state works in comparison. It's judging all freaking day. Even that's a judgment, you know? I have a judgment that I'm going to stop judging. You can't ever get out of it. You can't get out of it by being in it, yeah? So, all right, I'm, so someone, again, emails me. Oh, so alcoholism is perfect. And then I said, yes, and attempting to get out of alcoholism is also perfect, yeah? So, I mean, the perfection just doesn't stop. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. So this place is okay, so everything being fucked is okay. Yeah. And also attempting to unfuck is okay. What? Oh yeah. <coughs> it goes on. There's a point we would just love for a demarcation line. Okay. Yeah, but it doesn't. It goes on and on and on. The dreaming we are seemingly taking ourselves to be that which appears before the camera. 
the director hasn't called shut or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Okay, <laughs> it hasn't happened. We're keep, we keep thinking, okay, I've seen everything, and it, it keeps going on. There's no stopping it until it stops. And then when it stops, there will be no one here to notice that it stopped. So here's the message, simple. Selfing is like a parasitical movement. The mental processes are being used first through the claiming of what it becomes aware of through consciousness. So the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching is now claimed, and then now it infers the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. You don't even have to go any further than that, because it, the same claiming just duplicates itself over and over and over again. So the thought system, thoughts, 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 thoughts. But now there's the claiming of the thoughts, and now they're being used to infer the thinker. Yes? Now all the actions that are happening are being claimed to be to imply the actor. This is the bondage of self. It's an activity. It can happen, but it can seem to happen. Yeah? It cannot happen, but it can seem to happen. Because if the reality that we are believes something is so, it will seem to be so. Because we here can lend reality to things. We lend reality. When something seems so freaking real, and it's like the end of the world, and an hour later, everything is fine, that should sort of provoke some kind of suspicion of what's going on. You know, if you have like eight earth-shattering events, and the earth never shatters, something is sort of, it's, something is begging, begging, (laughs) begging for, for the, for just, just a relaxed looking at what's going on here that I could have a story of, of this was the worst thing that ever happened to me and I mean fucking pray to it you know put idols there to, to use it for every excuse I ever needed and then suddenly something happens in my head and then it's seen as the best thing that ever happened what the hell was it? was it the worst thing? and then it went through this incredible transformation into the best thing? no it was neither I gave it all the meaning it has how many examples do you need? You need one. Let the mind chew on it and see where it goes. That's why the most cryptic, the most lovely scriptures are like a half of a sentence. Yeah, They have respect for mind. They don't need to give you 800 pages. I, go, I used to speak at this bookstore. And one night after the thing, they have tons of books there, tons of spiritual books. And they had this one book. It was about 1,200 pages called Consciousness. Now... And so maybe this guy is a professor, an expert on consciousness, but I cannot believe, why would you want to study what you are? <laughs> why would, wouldn't you want to just feel into being conscious than to study consciousness for 1,200 pages? What happens if you, you know, got bored after 400 pages? <laughs> The first page, consciousness. Second, you were conscious, 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 conscious. And when you stop at page 399, you're conscious, conscious, conscious. You were conscious all along. <laughs> I just See, because we are so referenced as this that we only think, the only thing, we're being this so we can only know everything else. And it's even, it's totally constantly being implied or applied to our own nature. 
We want to know and understand our nature. What you really want to know and understand is your false nature. By seeing what you're not, that's the sense of being what you are. You can only get a sense of what you are by being it, yeah? You cannot, it's just sort of like, you cannot, you can study water 800 pages, but if you drink it, then you'll know, yes? It's just like that. So study what you're not, you know, study the self, like Dogen, a great Zen master in Japan said, to study Buddhism is to study the self, and to study the self is to forget the self. Because if you study the self, you'll see it's not you. And if you see it's not you, you're going to forget it, because you do it all day. If you're listening, there's a conversation, and you think it's about you, and you're keenly interested. As soon as you walk up to them, they're not talking about you, you're totally uninterested. Yeah? You're going to use the poison as the antidote. You, you're basically only interested in what relates to you. Yeah? So if you could make the you that you're constantly relating to seem to... It's not even making it. It is not you. If you could just start sensing that, you would have a freedom because your interest and attention would leave it. It's like you're interested in attending a dead fucking carcass. And now you're, it would feel like you lost a lot of interest and attention, but no, you wouldn't. You don't lose any interest and attention. You lose it in things. The attention never goes anywhere. It doesn't diminish by not being attentive to a thing. It basically hovers, and that's presence. So now the background of interest and attention is the foreground, and then all the things you used to so be interested in is the background. And now interest is what you're interested in. Attention is what you're attending. And then you are the living, you are what you're looking for. Like it or not. What happens? Myriad of things. A lot of things fall away with no sort of effort. You have an immunity to what's not happening because you see that it's not happening. (laughs) Literally. And boom, the thoughts keep going back and forth, but you know, like a shooting star, you don't follow them to the next nebula. You just see the little, like the little exhaust, and then they go into never, never world. You know what I mean? And you are still here. You You don't sign up for the trip. Not with any effort, it just happens. If like in Buddhism, if you look at Buddhism as a linear process, they would call it, they have the Eightfold Noble Path. Yes. First they tell you what the trouble is, is which is suffering, or a, a deep malaise, which is in, just sense, a sense of un- incompleteness. And then that suffering is provoked by desire. And to me, selfing is the main desire of all desires. In selfing, there's a desire to become... Yeah, and a desire to unbecome. It's like a slinky going down an eternal staircase. Yeah, so you desire to become a great person because you think you're not a nice person, something like that. Yes, so there's always a desire to unbecome and become, and because it can never reach its reach its goal, which is to be, it can only seemingly be. It's a constant desire that's constantly thwarted, which promotes tons of agitation. So the whole system is agitated. Yeah, constantly. 
So that's the source of suffering. The source of suffering is taking the self to be an other, to be identified as what you're not. Because now suddenly you're looking for your own qualities as something to achieve through arduous work and effort. But those qualities are inherently the case. You've been seeing ever since you've opened your eyes today, and not one second of the seeing till this point had anything to do with thought or effort. There was no efforting to see. There's no efforting to hear. Maybe if your ears are bad, but that which is hearing isn't bad. That which is feeling isn't bad, and it has no discrimination whatsoever. It's hearing everything. It's seeing everything. The mental state goes through all the partitioning after the fact. After the fact, the mental state puts its little parameters and its lines and this and that and says, I want this, don't want that. All of that is made up. The pie has never been cut. The seeing, the hearing, the feeling, tasting, touching, not one of us have put any fucking thought on it at all today. We put a lot of thought on what we saw, traffic or something like that, but not the seeing. The seeing has never demonstrated any thought or effort. It is the most obvious condition you're in. How am I going to approach that which demonstrates no thought or effort through thought and effort while I am that? Yes? How is the Buddha going to seek the Buddha? Actually, how is the Buddha going to find the Buddha by seeking? How is the light going to find light by looking for light? When it is the light, it's not going to work. And as Huang Po, a great master, says, you can try it for eons and nothing's going to happen. It's not going to budge. It's not going to budge. These are like, these are primal absolutes in this place. You cannot know yourself into being. You cannot do and have yourself into being. Being is prior to all that. Yes? So when in recovery, the action figure is unruly, you, you do certain things to keep the action figure certain subdued because it's difficult to be composed and contemplative when you've got eight compound fractures from getting run over by a car. Yes? This, you're going to be in a very serious drama here that's going to take most of your interest and attention because when you're busily trying to forget the people you owe money to, they're not forgetting you owe the money. And when you're trying busily to forget the court dates, they're not forgetting the court dates. <laughs> it's a full-time job. <laughs> it's just an invitation, you know. Just put it out there over and over and over and over and over and over. And it's always like the first time. It's music to my ears. Because I'll tell you, when I was huffing and puffing and trying, this possibility never entered my little atmosphere, ever. When I was sitting on those retreats for 14 hours a day, there was so much selfing going on. Selfing was like gilding itself with all these noble endeavors. It was becoming like a gold statuette. <laughs> it's through ordinariness, through ordinariness, through through unassuming, through dog shit awareness. That's that's it. Yeah, no big whistles and bells, just incessantly on. And now you're awake to being awake because everyone is awake. There's no, there's no way your day is demonstrating you're not awake. 
you're thinking you're not awake to the awakeness, but basically the awakeness is the base. And so now here you can seem to be awake to that, and maybe your life will go better as the action figure, or you can seem to be asleep to that, and maybe it'll go terrible based on that. Who knows? But you're never going to change the fact that you're awake. You can huff and puff all you want. So, to me, it's an easier, softer, no way. Just hear the message. This is what happened with me. I heard it one day, and it became like a, an unspoken yes, just reverberated like... It was like something, some knowledge before knowledge. It was something else. It was just an absolute conviction, something. But, ah, and then that's just been reverberating ever since. That's all it's been. And then the head's just entertained. And because this has a seat assignment, some of the entertainment gets translated into words. But basically only to carry an energy. That's all it's doing. Or express something. So. Yep. That's that, eh? ever see Kuan Yin statues? Does she look like she's concentrating? She's usually pictured as gazing over a water. Very loose. They're usually looking a little bit like groggy almost. Yes, the Buddha also. They're not like... Yeah. Yeah. Usually when they sat in caves, they sat on supposedly outside the cave and they looked at the play of light to a day. They weren't like looking at a blank wall. They were just watching. They were just observing what's happening. Yeah? It was more like a relaxed awareness. Yeah? I don't think they had a regimen. I don't think they got up at four in the morning. Probably didn't have a clock. Just rolled out, sat there, you know, reviewed. They had very little to do that day. You don't even have to leave the cave. <laughs> so much gets revealed by doing nothing, you know. It really does. So. All right. Any questions? That was a short one, but.